It's just okay, USA. Shit. <laughs> When the politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively Politinkering with the show where I don't know man Cause the truth is I don't know man No I just I don't know man <laughs> Are you garbage? Don't spit up on the fucking thing. Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> Just giving the people what they want. <laughs> Far from it, sir. How are we doing, my little snowflakes? Power tankers. Tanks. Do you have a name for him, Kelly? No. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Power Tinkering. Another nice little episode here at the half round. Um, we're going to talk about some bullshit today. Uh, remember to follow us on at Politinkering on Twitter. Uh, mm. If you get a chance, rate us on iTunes. And uh, thanks for listening and subscribe. Tell your friends. It'll be cool. My name is Sean O'Brien. <laughs> With me as... Shut up! I do what I want. With me as always is Joey Boner. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Joseph Bonnier. Uh, we have hey. a very special guest, Kelly Ridgeway. Hello. Oh. All right. That is mislabeled. <laughs> right. You did that on purpose. <laughs> it was a Freudian slip of the finger. I can't say subconsciously not. Yeah. You. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to fucking kick your ass, Sean. Is that, is that a trombone? Is that what that is? It's a, trom- it's a foghorn. Foghorn. Oh, is that the foghorn? Oh, no. Yeah. What's the trombone, then? That's the trombone. Sorry. Wow. Should know that as a musician. And Mr. Sean Foss here too. Hey. Hey, buddy. <laughs> His face is very red right now. It's funny. You guys can't see that because it's the radio. Hmm? It's not the radio. I have a question for you guys. What is it? How should we spend our money as a government? Hookers and blow. <laughs> okay. No, not the banking industry. Let's, let's play no. music. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Trump Trump came out with the budget today. I don't, or not today. I, at some point, you'll hear this episode, and Trump Here's will have come out with the budget, which effectively, by the way, is well. We'll get into we'll get into what the budget means. Does it, whether it actually <laughs> means anything or not? Um, Everything. Whether he, <laughs> um, nothing. But, but it does open up a deeper question at the heart of it all, which has more to do with well, are are some of the government agencies that he's proposing to cut. Necessary. I mean, should we be spending more money on the military? Is is defense the most important thing? Um, do do the agencies themselves help? Did programs like Meals on Wheels actually do anything? Um, well, I feel like there's two questions there, right? I'm because this is the I part where there I were rant. five. Oh, I'm this, sorry. this is the part where I rant. I, I, I list all the questions. You guys, Chuck is Berry first just time? died. What? <laughs> just now? Chuck Berry just died. Joey, how you doing? You're what right. a twist. Well, that's kind of upsetting. Sorry. But he also was. Uh, oh wait, no, that was a Chuck. Kind of a. Had some sexual uh, abuse problems. Escapades. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. That just popped up on my phone. Chuck Berry just died? Yes. Continue. Uh, now, now Johnny will be good. Go, jo- That's uh, <laughs> go Johnny quite go. a eulogy we're giving him right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. No, you're good. Johnny be good. He has no particular place to go. There we go. Aww. Took a while. Yeah, I know. I had to think. <laughs> I the, got there. What's the school one? Oh, uh, wow. Schoolhouse Rock? No. <laughs> wow. I'm dressed up. 
Jesus fucking Christ. Uh-oh. We have an oh emergency issue. Sean he gave O'Brien. me a new mic, which I don't know how to fucking work. Oh, and no. I was just playing with it because I'm a child. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, basically, what's going on right now is, is we have technical difficulties because Sean O'Brien can't handle microphones. It's okay. It's going to be okay, guys. He was going all rock star on, on it. Well, can I talk about the budget then, at least? No! I'll just wait for you. Guess I should have given the mic okay. to Joey like you bitched about in the first place. Okay, questions. Yeah, you done shoulda. What are your questions, Kat? No, you are, we're listing the questions, I'm and done. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm done. I don't oh. have any questions. I don't have any more questions. What? Oh yes, God. you do. No, that's it. Well, to me, it's a, it's a question of two things. It's saying, one, are these agencies necessary, or like should government be doing them? Mm-hmm. And two, how much money should we be giving them? Or or should the government be giving them, like, how, how should the government be supporting them? Should we be doing other stuff besides money? Like, What is the budget? It's the amount of money <laughs> that the government spends on stuff. Who passes the budget, Joey? The House. Jesus. Who approves the budget? I guess the Senate. Who actually allocates the funds? I guess the executive. Are, are these all like schoolhouse rock questions? What's going on? <laughs> More or less, yeah. So um, the, the... I forgot. I haven't watched the Bill Become a Bill one in a while. <laughs> bill Become a Law? I'm a bill. I'm just a bill. Yeah, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here in Capitol. Uh, so no. So the president... Um, proposes a budget but effectively it's just a campaign thing more or less um it just kind of just says the things that are important to him and not it's it's it is for all intents and purposes meaningless it is nothing it's just a piece of paper that says it depends who's hey, president and who's things. in the house it depends not it, it traditionally well, has not made a difference for a very long time it, well it's um, meaningless at that uh, point i don't know if that's true is yeah it? it is very true it's a it's jumping meaningless off point forever. right right it's a negotiation it's sure, like yeah. this is what i want to do now figure out how you can make it happen or you know then they have to come together and sort of bipartisan exactly it. so after that then the house needs to approve it and then it goes to the senate and the, uh, the it, senate here's the thing you know, is you're not you're not taking actually, into account the president's influence on the house well no, no i ultimately what i'm trying to say is that the president the president's proposition of the of the budget itself has not mattered for a long time we actually haven't passed a budget in a very long time the we just kind of spend whatever down. the fuck we want no it doesn't even shut down well, no, we haven't sh- had a budget yeah it, it does uh, shut down sometimes. when was the last they budget shut it I have down. To check. yeah before Clinton, I think. Really? The, la- the last shutdown? No, no, no. The last time we passed a budget. The last time we passed a budget? We That's pass what, a oh, budget every year. No, we, fucking, saying no, we, we don't. actually don't. No, they don't. don't. We do not pass a budget every year. We... No, we don't. Okay. That's yeah. why we're... Fucking crazy, right? That's debt. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> So they just allocate money specifically for things? Well, that you know, there's the the, the the agencies say what they need and the different programs say what they need and then it's it's either it goes through or it doesn't. Well yeah, the money the money gets passed down to them. Series of appropriation bills. Exactly. So yeah, you look it up. What do you got, Joe? Yeah, it's exactly what I just said. <laughs> it's exactly what happens. Gotcha. So rather than passing actually that I don't know, that kinda makes a little more sense. Like rather than passing one budget oh. that you know, takes care of everything. Let's look at everything on a case by case basis. This is, you know, that idea of just like blindly signing bills that you have no idea what's going on. I don't know. Maybe it's a better system. Do you think it's a better system overall? I don't like, know. Would I, it be smarter? I, it literally just was introduced to my head. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I think the fact that we are in twenty trillion dollars in debt shows this is not a very good system. Well, Correct. yeah, uh, but it's also we do a very, sort of just spend whatever the hell. Yeah, we want. it's a very corrupt system, and it's a very political system rather than a uh, representative system as it should be. So you know, everyone's worried about getting elected and what it means to mm-hmm. vote on something rather than the actual outcome and what is actually best for the country. So senators are going to 
Washington trying to get people to spend money on the bomb factories in their in their towns or states. And, you know, that is not necessarily what's good for the country, but it's what's good for them. Well, and a lot of times they sneak things into these exactly. bills for, for stuff that – so it becomes very political because it's like – well, even if there's something in there you want to support, there's something else in there that is something you don't want to support. And then that always comes back to bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, you supported this education thing, but then snuck in there is... Uh, yeah, everything becomes a, a compromise rather than it's, prioritized. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's it, there could be completely, like, totally... Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, it's... I don't know if it should be more streamlined, like, okay, you're only talking about education spending here and, you know, uh, defense spending here, instead of lumping them all together, where then it's like, well, I want to support education, but if I support that education, then I'm going to be paying for these nuclear bombs or whatever it is. And so it basically is, yeah, just about getting reelected. And since people are thinking about 2018, who knows what these bills are going to look like from this negotiation that Trump just proposed because there's going to be a lot of cuts in there to things that people use and find what are really some important. Of the cuts? There, he wants to eliminate 19 agencies, uh, including Woo-hoo! the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, so, you know, PBS and NPR. Fuck mm-hmm. Big Bird. Uh, and AmeriCorps. Um, What's they, AmeriCorps? The corporation. I believe of they give money and shelter homeless. I think. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure. Well, it, it, it's the Peace Corps, but uh, um, yeah, he wants to cut the EPA. Uh, he wants to cut Homeland. drastic cuts in the State Department, Education Department, um, you know, Meals on Wheels. Yeah, I think <laughs> here's the thing: is <laughs> Meals on Wheels does not work, guys. I mean, think about it, right? Every single oh, day you, you bring food to an old person, and then the very next day they're they fucking hungry again. Well, think about they this. They just shit it they out. They shit it, yeah. There's those ungrateful <sighs> old pieces of shit shit out the food that we bring them, and then they, we just have to feed them again tomorrow. This yeah. is bullshit. I don't know. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, Sean. Well, a, a lot of this is just hype and propaganda. I mean, the the money that is actually being allocated for these things is going to the states, and then the states decide what to actually do with it. They so, don't have as much of a direct response as the media to an would let us believe. But it's it's called the Community Block Grant, I think. Uh, and it's basically just a set of money, you're right, that gives, gives to the states and they can give what they want. But basically it's going to cut it, cut it off is what he's saying. No more of that. So, so all of these programs that are delved into by the state from this specific set of money— are gone. Why? Why is that a good idea? It's not. Oh, okay. I should. Why does he think it's a good idea? Well, cu- budget cuts. That's, well, that's a Republican. A Republican. He yeah. wants to pull government out of. What will here's what will make it We all put it this way. We all agree of the fact that you know it, it's it's probably a bad idea to let our citizens starve, right? Yeah. Um, but I, we would also agree mass, it's bad to be in what twelve trillion dollars worth of debt. Exactly. So with these two things, what is this? What is the Republican solution? How do you? How do they think that? You know. What do they think will happen, essentially? So, essentially, the, I mean, the two solutions that have always been on the table are the Democratic taxation or the Republican cutting. So, you know, there is obviously some solution in the middle, but that has, you know, always been the big dividing line. Well, I think what the – okay, I, I, I was trying to – I don't know if I was trying to lead you somewhere. I guess I was just looking for this. Um, I, I think the You're Republicans – You're always trying to lead I, I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I should have just fucking said it. Republicans always think that effectively what will happen is philanthropy will, will, 
you know, fill in the gaps that government doesn't need to pay, that there's plenty mm-hmm. of charity to go around and they'll ultimately um, right. you and know, they'll 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 pick up the slack. Oh, well, like, like, like his charity, to. exactly. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. the thing. I mean, that's the thing. There've been there've been rich people for a very long, t- rich people and poor people for a very long time, and yet they've always continued to be hungry, starving people. So really? it seems like the people <laughs> holding on to money aren't that yeah. willing to part with it. This seems very obvious. On mass, I'm a normal person. Well, it, you know, it, there's something ideological at the core of a free market mentality that is always perpetuated when we come around these discussions where it's like, no, we should let it work out because if they can't fend for themselves, they deserve to die. Then nobody's going to actually say that. So then the new question is, no, a, a you know, it allows um, a void for somebody to create a, a wonderful charity that can actually do these things. And then they'll, I guess, make money off of it because of a free market. That's the premise, I guess. I'm not sure. That's, that's, it just, it, you know, it never, it never I'm seems sure to religions me, and charities will take care of all the homeless because that's, you know, it's already been done. Right? They are full on rapists. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a good joke. It's arrested development, right? No, that Jesus is, uh, Christ, it's always sunny. Damn it. You're a horrible In Philadelphia. Person. Oh, I was thinking of Analrapist. Y- your brother. Analrapist yeah. is, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. Analrapist is, a, is, a, is, sorry. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted so, to say, I, I was just looking at the fiscal year 2006 here. I think it's kind of interesting. Um, that's like 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I just misspoke again. It's 2016. Wow. <laughs> You're right. We're living so in the sorry. past. <laughs> it's like, why would that be interesting? It's, it's like, like, it's like, like a 2005 really... tax return. Yeah. <laughs> it's from a long time ago. Red herring. <laughs> wow. Um, anyways, so <laughs> spending was 3.9 trillion. Revenues were 3.3. So to me, it's so interesting that there's, you know, it's not that far off, right? To actually balance the budget, it's 0.2 more revenue and, you know, 0.2 less spending. $600 million? Yeah. So I'm saying 300 million more in revenue and 300 less in spending and you got to balance budget. Right. I'm sorry, billion. <laughs> billion that's a lot, no, but that's a lot, but, that, but the, you know, think about it. We just added 54 to defense right there. So if Trump wasn't adding 54, that's a good chunk. All right, well, let's just get into that then. What, well, uh, with the, but, so these agencies that he plans on taking their money, basically what's going to happen, so, so what happens is he puts the people he put in charge of these agencies, like climate deniers and, you know, education whatever Betsy DeVos is, and they're supposed to go and fight for the money from the budget to do what they need to do. That these people are obviously put in place for a reason in which they don't believe in the agency that they're working for. They don't want to keep their job. Yeah, Betsy DeVos straight up said, like, I'm not worried about losing my job as head of education. It's like, you know, so... It does is that hard. mean she can't lose it, or does that mean she is? She hopes to lose it. She, yeah. she, she doesn't think the Department of Education is necessary. So, and, they, and so now we're seeing this come to fruition, where you know we only heard about oh he's planning on cutting all these, the dismantling state. all of these people right. and putting people in charge that don't care if it's gone because they don't agree with what they're meant to be defending. Sure. So it's down the line. It's and same principle, which which how and that's what the budget is. The budget once yeah. again is just that exact thing. Let's just kill so the think, National Endowment for the Arts, kill PBS. Yeah, I think there's a pretty big chance that these things are going to happen because he has. What, what do you guys say to the to the conservative who would say uh, government fucks up everything? It's completely inefficient. Um, we should we should have none of this because government just ruins. Have you everything. ever been to the DMV? Yeah, that's there. not a good answer. <laughs> no, no, no. Answer. He's, he's I'm the that. conservative. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, even the token. Then. 
What, what do you would say to that? Like, what, what how, do you say that to, how is that a response, though, even? Have you been to the DMV? No, I don't know. Like, it wouldn't that. be the response. <laughs> I, I mean, no, like, I know, but those people Obviously, have you don't have to dignify me with a response. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't mind him. certainly answer Joey's question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like, uh, the government ruins everything. I generally, in deep down inside, I believe that people want to be told what to do i know that <laughs> i mean i know that republicans wow. i i do i you go you're not wrong yeah so for the republican do you like to be told ideals what to do? no but i do believe the majority of people are more yes. comfortable okay. if they have a plan so they want it to, yeah so gotcha. you know if so as far as um that's why we the, crave a strong leader but the difference is between democratic and Republican ideals as far as taking the government completely out of, you know, take them out of my stuff. Don't tell me, you know, to pay for these things that I never use or taxes and things. And, um, you know, I don't know. I feel like if all of that stuff was taken out and they removed all of the, the tentacles of the government from Mm -hmm. your everyday life, giving you, you know, a, I don't, not even welfare, but you know, the, the government guaranteed minimum income yeah, government programs that you can depend on as far as a safety net, um, you know, knowing you're going to get educated, knowing you're going to have, you know, clean water and clean air and that somebody is working on your behalf for things that you don't have to take care of yourself. I think that ultimately people would rather have somebody telling them that everything's going to be okay. Like, I don't think that just... I, taking it all out and throwing you out into the world and being like, fend for yourself. Uh, you know, you're not going to have a labor union or whatever it is. Like, they want to remove the labor department. These are things that keep people secure and keep people knowing that somebody is working to make their country a better place. The argument on the other side then is obviously that these are things that keep people from being able to create jobs and keep people from cr- being able to create competition. Not everybody is a fucking entrepreneur. Thrive. Not but, everybody's an entrepreneur. And I don't, no. think, I don't think that the majority of free market, like, you know, hardcore free market conservatives recognize the fact that not everybody, one, has the capability or the idea to start a, an idea, you know, to, to, to bring their idea to fruition. And, and two, that they want if that actually creates the best society, period, if, if everything is just a kind of well, free market thing. No, obviously they do don't that. want everyone to be, create their own business because they need people to work in their factories. Exactly. They're, exactly. It's and a big so what division happens of then? rich and poor. Then their workers aren't going to have a – they I, won't be able to unionize. You obviously. If you, I mean if you want to get into the, the conspiracy realm of it, that is like why the education system in America is such shit. The idea is that we need to keep this class of working people so that we can maintain this aristocracy. And, you know, the this is nothing new. This is just something that is a little bit more public uh, uh, in your face these days. But it is, it is the way things have always been, is that the rich people have tried to control the poor people so that they could extract money from them and use them to make more money. But the mm-hmm. poor people voted for this guy. They're like, he's going to help yeah. me. He's going to <laughs> bring my job back. Mm-hmm. And what this budget says is, no, I'm not going to bring your job back. In fact, I'm going to dismantle your labor union and you're not going to have a guaranteed 
wage. Well, the, 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 those two arguments are uh, not mutually exclusive. The uh, the Republican argument is that by dismantling labor unions, you are increasing the uh, the availability of jobs. You are increasing the competition of jobs. So you know, I I, I grew up in Chicago. Chicago is an extremely union town, kind of like uh, not as much or in a much different way than Hollywood is. Um, in Chicago, it, yeah. it, it is. Um, you know, it, it is more uh, everywhere rather than, you know, in Hollywood, we are very union, but it is within the Hollywood system. Yeah. It doesn't trickle out into everyday world. Whereas in Chicago, everything is extremely uh, precise. Um, it, it, it leads to uh, um, better uh end results certainly um you know just to give you an example the way that electrical systems are run in uh california is in a very cheap way we use romex out here which is an unguarded cable in chicago you're not allowed to put electricity into anyone's home without running it through conduit which is basically metal tubing so the wiring is much more protected it is much more uh um, hard to install, though. So it is a. But it's for the protection of g- getting electrocuted, and with the weather there, it's got to be protected. You but can't just like have wiring. But it's it's the only state in that area that has those regulations. If you well, go into Wisconsin, if you go into Michigan, if you go into other places, true, re- they don't have those same regulations. I'm not saying that one thing is right or wrong. I'm well, saying they're all that, about states' rights, so technically they'd right, right. be like, sure, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just saying that by eliminating those those restrictions, you allow more people into those trades. You allow more people to. But at what to, cost? Right, right. That, you, I'm oh, just okay. saying there's more jobs. I'm yeah. just saying that we are. Jabs. Yeah, we're we're that, that is that is the Republican ideal. That is one of their biggest numbers that they tout but is we, how many jobs we've grown. They don't care what type of jobs. They don't care that they're you know two lower class lower wage jobs. If they, they don't just care, care what type of jobs, well, then, then I, why are government jobs so bad? Yeah, I argue that. It does it does we know it doesn't work like why would you be fighting for something that you know would it, it, not it, make it's, things better well, they think not, it doesn't well they they know, there is nothing that works well for everyone no. so they're fighting for ideology essentially exactly it's kind of my always my point but i so you're you i just don't see a, how that ideology is sound though if you're fighting for it and it's been proven in different w- one way or another, as far as like even just the banking system, that it right. does You're not work. That it does not work, and they're pissed off that Obama like put all these regulations on banking, but it saved us. I mean, they, yeah, they're I greedy. Well, they will take what they can, and until somebody puts a cap on it and says no, I'm, I need to regulate this, they'll take what they can. They have I mean, said that. Well, yeah, our, our entire financial system is just. Uh, uh, strangely construed in and of itself. I mean, everything that we run on is essentially based on gambling. It yeah. is based on speculation of what is going to happen. You know, a few months, a few years from now. I hate gambling. In that, I mean, that, <laughs> but that that is that is high high finance. That is the stock market. That is insurance. All yes. of this is all based on gambling and uh, risk someone mitigation. Else's money. Exactly. And so the the problem becomes is that a lot of people say, or you know, there is a 
a theory that most of the bubble in the crash of 2008 was due to exploitation of the rules that were there. So that there were rules, but then they created all of these submarkets. Loopholes. Exactly. They, and no matter how well you write the rules, there are always going to be well, these that, sort of. So, yeah, but you can. The rule writers can be one step ahead of the. Rule I think so, so. Greed is always going to win, though. Right. Greed that is not, good. Not, That's not always. So not my, always. Well, okay. Yeah. They'll find a way. To, <laughs> they'll find a way. Rocket but finds a way. Greed rocket finds scientists a way. were. But one, into the but one party industry. wants to make it easier. One party wants to make it more difficult. If I can rephrase what you were saying before earlier, Kelly, I think it's. It, <laughs> yes. <laughs> why don't you speak for her? I know, right? No, well, not rephrase. Just, just any, whatever. Yes. It's not that I don't think people. Um, want to, want to be told what to do. I think that people at their core are greedy. It's just that in order to run a a flourishing society or at the very least a stable society, I think people need to be told what to do. Um, and it, it needs to be agreed upon because I don't think that they would just want to like – well, the very concept of community itself is a, a right. reliance on it other people to, to, yeah, to fill in Everything those things. Everything is a little bit of a compromise. So, yeah, so if we, we do sort of need to tell each other what to do in a weird way. Well, yeah, what? if we want to gather enough food to, to get through the winter, we have to dedicate some people to growing food. Mm -hmm. But if we have to dedicate some people to growing food, we kind of got to take care of the other shit that's going down while they're out there gathering food. So, you know, that, that is just a natural evolution of things is that if we are going to build a society and not just all live in our own cabin in the woods right okay but do so i feel like libertarian and republicanism is living in your cabin in the woods oh, yeah. like I, I mean i and so that's the dream yeah but also it's not <laughs> plausible it, it doesn't work it's getting more and it's, more plausible every day it, it doesn't work <laughs> so there are parts where you rely on people you rely right. on your neighbor yeah, you yeah. rely on you want to mm -hmm. live in a in a habitable uh, place, you want your the people in your building to not be a total deadbeats. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to feel like it goes back to my general theory unsafe. of proximity. Like mo you know, the, the the closer and more connected people. It's not even really much of a theory, but yeah, you're right. I think I think that that phrase though so would it makes be alien me feel to bad. many people because, because well, I think that they would think that you know they they don't need anybody else. They they are self sustained. They are on. They are they have their fence. They have their gun. They right. have, their, they have everything America. they need. They have tons America. of land. They, they don't separate. There's huge nobody else in land. their building. <laughs> their building is huge tracks of land. What is that from? <laughs> she uh, has huge huge yeah. tracks of land. Is it uh, Robin me. Hood Men in Tights? No, uh, it's not. Um, Monty Python. Yes, thank you. Uh, Holy Grail. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, well, then sorry. maybe we're just <laughs> completely divided. I mean, I I get it. I. There's lots of different ways to think about things, but as far as where your tax money is going, you know, it, I want to see, I want to see the fruits of my labor, I guess. I don't want my money. You want a receipt? Well, I don't. You wanted to say like $1 went to NASA and $8 went to I Social do. Security? I would and... rather my money be, be going to the EPA and, and innovation and you know, keeping me healthy than it going to... Right, and, and Republicans would rather their money not be going to abortions. So, yeah, I mean, like, how do like, we... I don't so, want it going yeah. to abortions. I'm not saying I'm going to go down and get no, a ton of abortions. No, I'm, and that's a common misnomer, by the way, with Planned Parenthood. They don't use public money to fund abortions, and it's mainly just for getting medication and, and health care. It's for... And women see a doctor exponentially more than men do. We have a lot more... To That's very upkeep. True. So to just leave us out and say like, well, you guys 
this is funding abortion. Yeah, like, within I think that's also loot lumping together. As right. far as the allocation of funds is, I was it, speaking it also more of the national ban or the international uh, ban that was recently uh, announced. Yeah. International ban? Yeah, basically uh, there was, I don't know if it was an executive order or just a, a bill that was It was the rollback of the, what, it, it's gone back and forth yeah. for every Republican Democratic president as far as. Basically, what are you just guys talking about? Whether international oh, the Mexico help. thing, that, in, that whether our international money will go to things that fund abortion. Fund abortion. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or anything involving abortion, even just yeah. education right. about, right. you know, contraception. Totally. Well, okay. The, I, I guess I'm driving, I forgot. Um, <laughs> the first time ever. You did, by the way, Shawnee, say something interesting. That that. Oh my our, god! Our t- all right, relax. <laughs> it wasn't that interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, your tax return receipts don't have a line by line, whatever the fuck thing. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't really I- itemized bill. an itemized bill. Like mo- actually, of- most most other countries do. Right. Uh, have really? Which ours, yes. Yeah, they do. No ours way. ours yeah. does not. <gasps> Which is very strange. Because yeah. we don't, we never pass a budget, so we don't know what it's going to. <laughs> it might be. I, I don't know if that's. I, I think that's <laughs> just, it's just that we don't have to. This year, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> but it's just a general thing. We're I, just too huh. cheap and lazy to do that. That that's would be crazy. too much work for the no, IRS. Just, no one's cared enough to protest to do it. Yeah, I mean, that's true too. That, that's part of being lazy. Right. I mean, so if you want to yeah. know where your money goes, it's hard to say. And so it just, be, again, becomes this big, like, oh, you throw it into the coffers. It's just this big, big Leviathan-esque the entity, the yeah. federal government that does whatever the fuck it wants with its money. And no, it should just be left to the states. Or no, I want to, I want it to just give it to exactly a company that, you know, that I know and I trust. And I don't want to give it to some other entity that, I, that has, has a weird shadowy figure to it. And that's the thing about government. It's not, you know, maybe it isn't transparent enough. Maybe, maybe... They don't. People it's don't understand what the national government for the arts is now than it has ever been because yeah. people are really people they're curious. like, oh they care. crap, what's going on now that you know people feel like this authoritarian administration is coming in? They're now wondering, yeah. wait, what? Like this has been going on for how long? And so but, it's kind of good, I think, that I people guess, are getting educated. Yeah, yeah, but the, I, I think the argument for. Um, for taking things away from the federal government is that uh, you it, it is often better to put the money in the hands of the people that are actually using and needing it. So one of the things directly, I, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I, uh, I think it was Freakonomics I was listening to recently, where they were talking about how um, you know there's kind of a, a problem with like the the idea of sending aid to Africa, in that you know you go to the, go to visit these. Sally people. Struthers is just going to be in a. <laughs> well, you, you go to visit these these uh, rural, rural uh, uh, villages, and you look in the the corner of their house, and they have you know five or six uh, mosquito nets that they don't need right. that we just kind of keep sending them because we saw the commercial of the little boy covered in mosquitoes. So they have all these mosquito nets and everyone has them. So it's not like anyone can sell them or use them. Right. But what they really need is food right now. We can go for a piece of bread maybe instead of that. Right. So one of the uh, experiments or one of the things that was tried was a, a guaranteed minimum income. So each of these people in this tribe got basically, like, I think it was like 20 bucks a month or something like that. And so- Where did at, that money come from? Uh, it was a, um, a charitable uh, okay. uh, scientific uh, amalgam sure. of things. Um, but, oh, because the, they were doing the experiment. Exactly. I understand. Yeah, I'm they sorry. Were, they were it. trying to see what would, what would, you know, how this would play out. And so you know, the general theory is that if you do a guaranteed minimum income, people are just going to you know, be lazy and you know, play Nintendo and smoke weed. Obviously, that's you know, not happening in a rural village in 
Africa. But the what actually ended up happening is that no one ended up being lazy. People were respond or at, at least got to make the, their decisions with that money. So some people would you know use it for immediate things, but then other people pulled that twenty dollars a month together and started creating small businesses. And those small businesses started to thrive and flourish and actually start to grow that community. And by just giving them food and just by giving them mosquito nets, it takes away the entrepreneurial spirit, the idea that these people can actually bring themselves up. It's almost a, a keeping them down by not allowing them to, to create an economy within themselves. But because if we start giving them food, then the farmer has no reason to continue to farm. And then the people in the village have no reason to continue to, you know, make a restaurant or anything like that. So you're that. saying instead well, of, so for Meals on Wheels, for example, instead of just feeding, no, I'm, all, all I'm saying is just for, okay, for Meals, meals, on, meals wheels, on Wheels. Meals on Wheels is not for, I understand, yeah, you're right, correct, correct, correct. <laughs> I, yeah, as far as the welfare state, the right. argument against the welfare state is always, oh, it will make people lazy, but what it seems to be is that you're suggesting is that well, we're not giving them the right tools, which effectively in this case is money in order to flourish. I, well, we're not allowing them to make those whatever. decisions with that money. But okay. Obviously, say, some people are going to make bad decisions. But. I would say America is past that point of, of experimentation. I think that was when we formed our country. We're at a point now where we have... The, the biggest divide between rich and poor that we've ever had. Right, and but without, the rich it, people are just getting richer. They're the ones that they're buying up everybody else's small business and making a huge conglomerate certainly. and monopolies on things that nobody can really do anything about because it's an oligarchy. I mean, they're, they have the power. And so... And they don't want to give any money they, away anyway. They don't want... They, so then just we, revolution, pitchforks in the streets, Well, take, I'm just saying, we're, we're at the point where we're, we're past the, that tribalism, and, and that's what America was. We were... Not necessarily, because right well, now that, that's yeah, the question of how to solve the welfare, the problem with the welfare state that currently does exist. There are many poor people in the country. Right, and so the, the question is, what do we, how do we, how do we best care for the, for those who have not, I yeah, guess. The, the experiment is about human psychology. Right. It, it, it certainly scales. It is obviously slightly different. Well, this is different a way than, bigger scale than right, right. a tribe. This is. But it, it, the, the question 50, they were trying. 50 states and different. Right. The, like, but the question they were trying to answer it, is right. more about what the people would do, not necessarily what how the system would work out well we i think we, we know don't what have the an... people would do the people that have the money and that started their own businesses that are now the the richest of the rich oh it's gonna were, become an oligarchy were, in that yeah. tribe. <laughs> were the <laughs> ones that started the the businesses in that tribe right. and now they're pushing to the logical conclusion the yeah. other people who but then according to marx with... the the underlings will rise up and then there will be a revolution and then they'll have communism and then they'll realize communism doesn't work and the wall will fall and then we'll go into the yeah, <laughs> there's no this. right answer there's yeah exactly well, that's, that's the yeah. so I think so I don't get how, so the people fighting for these free market ideals is I I just don't that's think not necessarily it. a free market but well yeah that's I mean, taking regulation it, out of it that's it giving is, people their it's the opposite of Reaganomics so right. it's trickle up rather than trickle down uh, to me I would think that would appeal more to the Democratic side than the Republican side yeah um, for sure but it's certainly it, not a libertarian ideal to give everyone money well not to give I mean I'm just saying that. It, 
no one's going to just, we can't start that. We're not going to just give people money to get a job. So, I mean, ironically, <laughs> or what's funny is to, the most recent president did it was Bush. Bush did that. Bush gave, yeah, bucks, everyone got 300 bucks. Yeah, yeah, a couple hundred bucks. But with the, the, but a couple hundred bucks in the span of, uh, that, right. that's what, what's gone that going to get spent on? Yeah. Right. It's but gone the, in a week. The, the <laughs> argument is that we take the money that we are spending on all of these programs and all of these endowments, and rather than completely regulating it and the government making the decision as to what happens, happens with these dollars we give them to the people that actually need them so the 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 money is there is just reallocated from the people making the decisions to the people that need to well, make but those the arts, decisions so the arts endowments and and those things those are aren't those given as scholarships for people who are <sighs> i i have no going to hole in my heart for art here <laughs> or artists in general um art will exist art exists mm-hmm. because artists need to make art whether or not they are funded is is a ridiculous no, no idea but whether it's or not also, they are funded they, the, it's also the getting of, removed from education entirely yeah that's a totally bullshit so thing, but, it's it, it's not getting fostered and it's not being yeah, we, seen we, as we a positive it's being seen as you don't need to learn this you don't need money for this nobody needs to appreciate this because we're not going to take the time to to foster it or or make you seem like you can go to college for art and get rewarded for that or just making it seem like you have to go to college i mean the the entire system there is is rigged in one very uh, weird direction every every grade in my experience is preparation for the next grade there is no actual time where you're learning the thing you're supposed to be learning now everything is about okay this is what's going to get you prepared for the next thing and that is a, a very weird way in my opinion to go through things um why why is it not important to understand where we are and why we are why are we just always looking to to prepare or to get around that next hurdle um it, it is just I, it's I, the american I, dream obviously education Jen. is as a whole show that we need to do, but um, yeah. So All right, so uh, let's let's get back wheel, on, let's get sir. back on track. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we're very we're very off track right now. Um, Whatever. Oh, t- <laughs> I'm not blaming anybody. It's fine. Guys, <laughs> giving me a look. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's just go straight to military spending. Um, is it is it necessary to spend as much money for the military? We that have we the do? biggest military in the world right now. Why do we need to blow it up even more? Spending money that we because, could be spending on like cleaning up our air. You well, guys. we're we're at three wars right now. We we are spending the most because we are we are actually stretched thin because of all the things we're trying to do. The 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 reason for increasing the military budget right now is because there is tension in the world. Because if something else happens, we don't have the resources to reallocate from the conflicts that we are already engaged in to go and take care of Korea or to go and take care of China if that were to blow up Wasn't or to there... go and take care of Russia. We would have to stop the three wars that we're doing to put everything in on the line for the. <laughs> things what about that cover-up though of that document from a couple years ago where they're saying that we were overspending or we were basically like spending such extraneous spending oh we're three times more than any other country we are it was like we could afford to cut 125 million in spending to people that aren't literally not doing anything in the pentagon there's there's obviously overblown budgets and there is so like why increase it when the the 
the same argument they have for people on welfare is happening in the Defense Department. The tr- because the threat is possibly tomorrow. If Korea well, decides to, we need to move. Working. What's or, that? Like, they're spending money to build tanks that, oh. like, don't do anything. Or- exactly. Well, we just shipped a bunch of them, so... Yeah, we shipped to 80 to, to Germany, but they're, hopefully they're not going to be used. The point is we have, a lot like, more, we have a lot more than 80, though. Yeah. And she's right. One tank is, what, you know, $50 million or something like that? That could, you know, three of them, that's meals on wheels right there. You know what I mean? That's the maybe four. The or, or funding people that are actually innovating and doing things for the Defense Department. Sure. You know, it's just and border not, security. My again, again though, defense, they're, not, they're not mutually exclusive. The, the idea that we should be, um, you know, obviously I think we're spending way too much on military, but I'm just— well, the, the whole thing with defense is that the, all of these contracts are old, right? Yeah. They're from like 30 years ago because they're thinking, oh shit, they're you know, the in the 80s. War. Yeah, exactly. They're always fighting the previous war. But not only are we fighting the previous war, we're paying for the previous exactly. war. Mm-hmm. So we are buying Still. crazy oh, amounts of our... stuff that we don't need and don't use. Well, we're really should be fighting for CIA, cybersecurity, cyber, cyber yes. attacks, our military, EMPs. Are military contractors like the drug companies where like we are basically paying for all of their research yes. and development yes. like years oh, yeah. later yes. with oh, all my of that God. thing? Yes. So, that's, that's, so, the F- that's why Lockheed just said you know, they, they're, they're, they're testing the a laser expensive. gun right now or some shit. Yeah, th- they are. Okay. I thought Val Kilmer already took care of that. <laughs> I think so too. Okay. Well, but I mean, okay, so again, if the argument is that the threats are real— but. But here's yeah, the thing yeah, is, yeah. how do you, the argument is, well, we got to scale back our army. We got to scale back our troops somewhere. Well, is it going to be Korea where we have 27,000? Is it going to be Germany where we have 30,000? Is it going to be Japan where we have 30,000? Where are we going to take these troops back? Or is it going to be Syria and the Middle East and blah, 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 and Bahrain and 5,000 troops in Kuwait and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you have to pick. So, and you can't just say, I'm going to take all the troops off Korea. Because then that endangers. Obviously, we just talked about a whole Korea situation, and you can't and just take your troops risk, you away. You only get so many pieces. And the tr- yeah, exactly. And you take your troops away from Germany, and now we're worried about Putin taking over Eastern Europe. So I mean, it does depend. What what you have to kind of focus your resources. And the question is, what war do you want to fight? And are we fighting? We're literally fighting a war on every front. Yeah, because the the argument as it stands also is that we sort of because of the fact that we are the policemen of the world. Right. We do need to spend that much on on the military, which is an America. unfortunate reality. But if you want to keep if you want to keep the whole fucking world okay. safe, if you want to contain maintain Keeps world peace, the bad guys away. If you yeah. need to have the biggest police force, you do need the biggest military, and thus you need to spend the most on it. Which is again sort of a weird. Um, I guess disconnect that's currently happening. It's because, almost like uh, inflated movie budgets. Like you just kind of well, want to spend a lot of money so people think that you have. It's a, a huge. A, that's movie. not an unfair analogy. <laughs> exactly. You're right. Michael it's very true. Yeah, totally. exactly. It's 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 true. So people are afraid of it because the number is so big, and right. so why no one else is going to open us? their movie on your weekend? Right. But so then then again, the biggest problem again becomes as far as the disconnect I'm talking about is the fact that, well, if we want to kind of if Trump is proposing we return back to this isolationist mentality where, you know, we don't we don't we aren't the policemen of the world. um, Well, then wouldn't that and we need to take care of our own. Wouldn't that sort of mean that we need to spend less on military, not more? Yes, but in order to be able to do that, we still have to defend ourselves. So uh, the the so we do need to spend more because we have less allies, I guess. So it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't would, actually fully work then. Uh, well, no, I mean <laughs> the ideal Trump endgame. I think. Well, obviously that's ridiculous to even yeah, pontificate on. But it's like an uh, oxymoron. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> ideally, I think what they would like is 
keep uh, America to be able to pull back from uh, from NATO as much, not and be more of a an equal contributor with some of the other big guys, and then obviously proportionally contri- contributions from all of the other countries that are participating. Right now, we are funding the the vast majority of these things without too much participation from any other you know large standing countries, and that's a so, problem. I mean, I don't feel like yeah. That's it's not fair. Right. It's, but in the in the immediate, there it would are, help our. It would let us allocate the funds that we need to use for ourselves rather than giving them to other people. So, if well, how do we get other countries to be on our side to step so it up? Like, well, we don't cut the State Department. That's what we don't do. Well, exactly. Diplomacy so, is important. Yeah, he's. And that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, 30%. And that's what's funny is Mattis and other generals are saying like, hey, the idea is you don't want to spend any more money on bullets. Well, let's spend the money on diplomacy. Um, and Mattis was basically saying, you know, if you don't spend the money on diplomacy, you better spend it on bullets because you're going to start a war. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's that really the key here is we, we, the real money spender of the past 10 years has not been anything else Medicare. No, it's $3 trillion on wars that we've spent. That's yeah. the money. Where, where do you think we're spending? And we didn't, we lost. Actually, we, healthcare is larger uh, than. Well, it's $900 billion a year. But I'm saying that's Medicare. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that's small. I'm just saying $3 trillion is a. Big fucking chunk. That's no, no. The, uh, when we talk about non-discretionary income, when we, you when you look at those charts, the vast majority of the charts. I'm not is- talking about a, a budget. I'm talking about just the money we just spent extra discretionary spending on the wars. Right, right, but I, I don't think. See, that's the thing. You I don't think, think. Well, I don't think discretionary spending is is the right argument to be having because it's this this small portion of the entire budget. It if wasn't. We look, it if wasn't we just for those at, years, not anymore. It's not as much, but it was absolutely for those. Well, years. Well, if we just look at like but we're still paying it back, so it's in the budget as far right. as you're, cutting even out. Even if it's ten percent, it's ten percent over our limit, and now we're getting charged more interest every year. Right, right. But it, every, it, It's a lot of money, no, actually. Th- I thought this was something you pointed out to me. The, everyone thinks that we spend so much money on the military, but that is not the majority of the money that the American government takes in taxes. I didn't say majority. Taxes. I didn't say majority. Well, uh, okay, I, I just want to make it, it clear that... It's the, $600 billion a year. That's what it is, and that's going to be 654 if it goes up to that. Okay. That's a lot of money, considering that's you know th- a portion of our entire budget, which is $3.9 trillion. Again, that's the discretionary budget, though. Okay. Well, you're saying no, no. That's not. That includes Medicare and Medicaid. Can you break okay. down the budget for us? Actually, yeah. Do you yeah. Have I just, I just, let's had just, it. Let's, Sorry. let's go over. Go, let's go over the okay, whole thing. Okay, I'll go through it. All right, three point nine trillion total. Uh, four four point. I'm sorry, nine hundred and ten is Social Security. Oh, sorry. So mandatory spending is two point four of the three point nine. Okay. Okay. Discretionary is one point. What does that mean? We have to spend it. They're entitlements that we can't touch right now. Well, we could touch if we reform them, theoretically. We have to write laws to change them. We could cut Medicaid is what they're they're honestly Mm going to be doing. What they're going to do, yeah. So there's that. Uh, Don't yell at me. (laughs) (laughs) You're my job. Sorry, I'm just getting angry because of the cutting. Um, The $1.2 of that $3.9 is discretionary, which includes defense and non-defense. Non-defense is $600 billion. Defense is $584 right now, but that was last year. Actually, that's... Going down. It's because of the sequester. So here's the you know, the whole interesting part about that is that Obama put in place the sequester, which forces us to lower our defense budget over a certain number of years unless Congress kind of overrules it. So that's a whole other thing that, that, that might not get passed is this this exact $54 million that, that goes to defense. It might be lowered down to a certain amount because of the sequester. Was he wearing a sequester skirt? I don't get the reference. That was bad. Go. Was Keep going. Relax. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. All right. I tried my best. 
I don't know. What, what do, you, are, do you want to check out? <laughs> the best jokes are the ones you have to explain. Mm-hmm. I think I think a whole other thing here. I know, I know you guys are going to hate me for Wait, this. Wait, just keep going. I already do. I am going to continue oh, with that. Okay. I, okay. I, do, I wanted to go to revenue instead of spending, basically. How to, how to make more money. If that's, okay. Is that okay? Oh, Brian, you're going to get upset Do with you me? want to Parking make more tickets money? and uh, sure, whatever. <laughs> toll booths. I, I was just going to try to figure out what exactly was well, the budget. Like, how, what was the breakdown of the budget? I said 3.9s total. Right. And well, then, you, were, you, you said 910 in Social Security. And then you oh, were oh you want me to continue with the mandatory? Okay. And the Medicare is 588. Okay. Medicaid, 368. And then other, which is this huge portion, 563. And, I'll, and I'll, it's unemployment compensation, military retirements, VA benefits, uh, earned income tax credits, uh, and all this other bullshit. And so somewhere within that little 563 million is where Trump is cutting. A large portion of it, right? For the and the you know National Endowment for the Arts, PBA, yeah, P, you know yes. the PBS, M, the different embassies, bullshit like that. And how much of that oh, was going to be cut? Some of that, no, that some of that isn't the discretionary. That is the yeah. like the transportation, education, that kind of stuff, health, right, housing okay. assistance. So that's this, in the non-defense discretionary. That was the one point two trillion. The, the, oh, no, the six hundred million. You that's six hundred. Okay, that, I just leave you a list right there of mandatory spending. I didn't right. even include the discretionary. Right. Okay. Right, but just in general, if you take Social Security, that's one point two billion. If you take uh, Medicare, that is one point. Well, yeah, total federal spending. Yeah. So we're looking at trillion. So one, uh, I'm sorry, one point two trillion would yeah. be Medicare. Yeah, Social, Social Security. Security. Yeah. So I mean, we're, we're looking at two point two trillion for Medicare and Social Security. Totally. Whereas we're looking at six hundred six hundred billion for military. So it, it, that was just something that totally blew my mind because I was always under the impression that military spending was just so, the, the vast majority of everything, all of the tax dollars that we're taking in, when um, in fact the, the large majority yeah. of what we're paying out is just healthcare. I think it's just overall the idea of the military in general is too large, I think. Because oh, it, obviously. It, Compared to is, any other not, country, we're huge. We're not yeah. including other things like the VA and the VA benefits. And, well, and, and how that much- is going up. He wants to... You well, know, sure, but it has to when you still fight, fight more for, wars. For this one includes veterans' benefits, and that's another 160 billion. So we're at like okay. uh, one, uh, we're at 769 billion dollars, which doesn't compare to the one point or 2.2 trillion for uh, uh, Social Medicare Security and, and Social Medicare. Security. I have no. I, I said this last episode. I think the, the when we solve Social Security, we will solve the budget. It is that simple. Someone needs to reform it, and it's considered the third rail in politics, mm-hmm. and no one's going to touch it. Um, and well, here's the population the, is getting so much older, it's older. and that's so that's it's problem. hard. What Fucking we have to do boomers. is we have to start. Increasing. We have to get another and war. And they retire no, earlier. <laughs> no, we have to exactly now, we have to increase the cap. We're going to be working until we're like eighty yes. years old. We have to stop so, getting social security yeah. until yeah, so security basically isn't, isn't sixty-six going to exist or sixty-seven or sixty-eight or sixty-nine it has to go up and up and up and up. Which it's, I mean, that's it. Basically, it's people. Uh, just handing the bill to their children, you know, like but we're hey, we wanted we wanted to spend this money. Actually, technically not. This Are is we not? the, this oh, is the right. first year. Right. That's true. That we're actually not living as long, In and US. it's due to poor health. It's it, and so to cut, you know, I don't know to to. It's good for our budget, n- though. Not give people the opportunities to take care of their health, and not just have sick care, but have health care. I mean, it, heart disease is the number one killer. And it wasn't really brought to slap people in the face until all of these celebrities died last year. And people were like, oh, my God, people are dying because they're well-known <laughs> people. And it was all heart attacks, heart attacks, heart disease. It, it, because people aren't taking care of themselves. And the stuff that's in our food, the stuff that we're putting into our bodies is not— I think that's a good segue, too, into the USDA. 
because Trump is cutting the USDA, which is cutting <sighs> our our food, you know, our food. Uh, food and drug yeah. administration. Our, our Sugar is like a it's like a poison to our bodies, and it's making. It, yeah, but the FDA has been cool with that. So, you know, how, how much good are they doing? Because we that's all. Well, but if you cut it, the, it, it's one thing to to have it not keep up with the times as far as changes in food production and making regulations as far as what yeah. we're putting into our bodies. Definitely, there needs to be a reform, but to take the money away from that kind of research and implementation of standards is, I think, going to be a big problem for our health. I agree. I think a lot of this stuff, honestly, is always just consistently breaking down on party lines. Honestly, it's yeah. it's, it's it's no. All of these things just make it easier for businesses, and that's, or the that, other way, or or you or the environment, if you want to increase spending to the EPA. Yeah, which, like, it's, it's it's a pack and forth. It's, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. It's Funding the EPA makes yeah. things harder for businesses. Yes. Defunding the EPA exactly. makes things easier. For when businesses. your priority is protecting from, you know, feared enemies or mm-hmm. supposed threats then that you know when when the threat is somebody else coming to bomb you rather than what am i buying at the grocery store what am i you know how am i taking care of myself on an everyday basis yeah it's a less tangible thing then it's that's the that's the the line there it's more i think climate health disease all those things are people are are more scared of an immediate threat going like you know hey we could get we could get right. bombed. We can get hacked. We can. We need to bulk up our, you know, border security. People are pouring in. People are coming in and killing us. Rather than every day, you are either breathing something or eating something or. Uh, right, but this is this is the the populace. So I mean, whose whose fault is it really? Trump's again. We're we're the politicians are catering to what people want. Exactly. And people are are definitely right now more scared of terrorism know, which, than they are of any. Sort uh, of... I think they're exploiting that flaw in human nature, and yes. I don't know Sorry, if they're that's, doing that's that. What I, was getting I at. don't know if they're doing that intentionally or if they're doing it. I, it's more tangible. I have to believe tangi- it's intentional because it's when, intentional. When, it could be instinctive. No, it could just when, be instinctive. when we when we are conscious and when we who, want to make these defensive. decisions. We can guard these things. Think about suicide, man. People mm. actively in the media do not publicize suicides because right. they are afraid that people are going to follow along with that shit. Right. So if we apply that theory to everything we are talking about, we can start to think about the way that these things are publicized. We can start to think about, you know, a person being shot by a cop. How often do you see that on the news versus how often does it actually happen on a case-by-case basis? People dying in pools, how often does that happen? versus someone getting hijacked or, you know, a plane going down or something like that. When something big like that happens, it is publicized for weeks and months and Nancy Mm -hmm. Grace is screaming on the television for years that your child is going to be abducted, but this is one child in a billion that has been abducted and everyone now thinks that that's going to happen to their child. Is the media not responsible for that? No, I didn't say they're not responsible. I'm saying that they're, they're doing, okay, it's human nature Right. And everybody recognizes that it's human nature for us to be, you know, afraid of the other or afraid of your child or afraid, you know, and Mm -hmm. and to protect your own and, you know, less less worried about the uh, air pollution or less worried about kind of, you know, a a large amount of sugar because those are slow kind of like non non interesting things. It tastes good. Hang on. Slow down. down. It's not it's not that part of it. The the point that I'm trying to say is that it's it's yes. The media media has a job to perpetuate the stories that will better the society. Of course, it's just that 
it's in their best self-interest, including politicians, to in order to, to talk about the things that people care about to get themselves elected or to get to get clicks. And so it's not that so it's not that it's unconscious or conscious. It's just that it's instinctive and it's in their best self-interest to talk about the things that people care about. I'm and saying, unfortunately, the flaw in humans is that they care about the wrong things. But when it comes yeah. to suicide, we recognize that. So why can we not recognize that in these other things that we're doing? Why is why is one thing? I guess I miss. I, I don't understand your suicide point. I'm not sure what you're saying there. They don't. Um, they don't. You're not supposed to talk about suicide, like, like right on you, the so in the media. Well, okay. So you yeah, were, you were surprised a while ago on one of our shows when we were talking about the number of people that die from guns, guns. and we pointed out that the vast majority, over sixty percent of the people that die of gun violence, are dying at, uh, at because of suicide. Right. But they do not put that on the news because the the media conglomerate it's have de- yeah it's, we've well, yeah. we've decided that it's a bad idea to yeah. publicize suicide right. because we get these copycats. So oh, so you're saying it would be it would I be think, a bad idea okay. because even though it's an interesting thing for people to look at, the I, media has. A, the media has, has the, media, the obligation to not cover, to not inspire the that the, to yeah, that now, fervor and that outrage, once, that guys. lynch mobbing, that that riling up the public. You're forgetting yeah. two things at once. I think again, it'd be two or three things at once. I'm I sure think, we're forgetting a lot of. But shit. But the whole point is that you're also forgetting that suicides to me are not clickable. They're not. They're not going to get you clicks. Oh bullshit! I don't know. I think he has a point there. I think it's I true. Think I think so. less people are. In, are I think okay. first off, I think if a it's bank, a celebrity, you're getting a shitload of clicks on a that's, su- that's, suicide. Right. That's, that's but not just what I'm in saying. general, a teenage girl committed suicide. I want to fucking know, little boy, mm. the the guy that committed suicide in uh, New York because he was bullied. That got tons of fucking clicks, and they found out that you know it wasn't that's exactly the case. A unique case. So, well, but that's deal. that's no, the one I, time they publicized it a suicide. It happens all the time. That's my point. I think there's a reason not just because of that. I think if you you can also look in other countries where suicide is extreme in South Korea, where or Japan, where South where suicide. It's off the charts. Mm-hmm. They don't go crazy and put it on the news either. I don't think. I don't right. think they're, they're consciously culture. making the decision to not publicize those things. In that instance, though, wouldn't it be better to publish to publicize it? In other words, if a, if a country has essentially a suicide, a suicide problem, problem. Yeah. wouldn't it be in their best? Not, not it wouldn't be in their best interest, but it would be better for the society for right. them to. Right, but you can it. do that responsibly. You can you right. can you can avoid covering every single suicide because that ticker is just going to be funneling in the corner. But you can <laughs> you can cover it as a national problem. Well, here's an example of something happening now is opioid use and how that – so in the proposed budget, he's actually increasing uh, HHS spending for Mm -hmm. helping uh, reduce opioid use and, uh, I don't know, rehab, I guess, for – you know, helping people because that is now an ec- epidemic. Yeah. And he's very anti-drug in general, but he sees that as a big problem. Yeah, yeah, which Sessions. it is, and it should be. It's it's really easy to get, and it's really easy to get addicted. And a lot of people are. I mean, it's in the Midwest and the East Coast, like mm-hmm. Cape Cod. I mean, it's a really, really serious problem. But yeah. I don't think it was really publicized until you know Prince died. And well, then all of a sudden, I mean, there were documentaries and things. Because there's a lot of money to be made there. But, it is yeah. a problem that is created by pharmaceutical companies and by mm-hmm. doctors and so by they, insurance companies and by lawyers that require these things to be pushed through. So there's another kind of taboo subject where now, like, it's a, it's a serious problem. And hopefully it does help. And that's nice that he wants to appropriate some money to help with that. But... There's a lot of things like this as far as environmentally and with with our food and water that is getting overlooked. And it's just as serious as a problem as far as human health and things like that. A lot more than I think we feel like the threat is of someone 
coming in somewhere and and you know we pub- we publicize all of the the mass murders and you right. know shootings and things but really they are a lot less common than these other health problems and environmental problems that people it's just too easy to dismiss as a conspiracy theory or that you're just a liberal snowflake but remember, Trump is Trump is one of these people that's sitting home watching the TV news just like everyone else at home. Mm-hmm. So he is just as much influenced by this media as everyone else. Yeah. So when he sees on the TV, we see news reports of, of heroin addicts and, and all of these people, or you know, all the the sort of drug related crimes, the 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 terrorism that was you know mm-hmm. publicized. That is that is something that is juicy. What we yes. don't see on the media is people talking about children having coughs from living in a, a, a area that has too much pollution in the air. We don't see too many stories about Flint, Michigan anymore in so the horrible the NPR, water that they Which it's not, it's not fixed. Like it, Those things right. are still happening. And so I, I just get really frustrated when, you know, people are like, the government's too far overreaching and we have to, yeah, cut the EPA. Like, the, we have got a climate change denier in charge who's not going to fight for his, his... Well, why is the EPA a good thing to have? I think, well... Okay. Because you breathe air and you drink water. It's yes. Won't it? Won't it work itself out eventually? I mean, no. no. Wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll only pay for <laughs> good, water from clean companies. Good, yeah, exactly. Like a, like a company that pollutes just the like water. We, the one, the first de- the first regulation that passed was and, the and more yeah, pollution okay. to the water. Well, what about this? What about this though? Okay, fine. Let's. Why wouldn't the you know a dirty water situation foster some great entrepreneur out there to create something that will That's clean all the water? If like maybe what's the chance? Actually have, the chance that that doesn't happen is then you we all die of cancer. Natural resources are not to be fucked with like yeah it's also further generations it's a good point it's like yes it's not just you yeah we about your only kids and your have so and, much water well, we and, don't have a water problem we have a salt problem exactly, exactly. you can't drink that we don't kind have a water of water problem you, you can look at israel israel has some of the best desalination well, okay. technology there is so you're right they do it they causes just, a they lot just, of pollution they though. just built uh, just one a lot guys, of money. in san diego they're just building one it's gonna yeah. be it's soon it's 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 not that big though it no, doesn't do it doesn't enough, compare to enough. israel's it's, it is the same technology basically but it's, it's, israeli com- it's an israeli company that's yeah. big, it's actually the biggest i think in the world oh really it's i crazy. thought it was smaller than the israeli huh. ones no it's like huge it's oh is it just israel put together is and bigger Cal- than this one yeah probably okay. the, the, and they don't need as good... much as california i don't think all right so we don't need the epa then what's the problem it's only about 10 percent of the water in california or five percent something small either way it's possible it's possible but it's just becoming it's economically feasible maybe this year maybe and even then it's not there's arguments against for a natural resource to pay that much money for clean water in a first world society i i don't think is okay and and california is a good example with air pollution we had a serious smog problem here like i lived in a i grew up in a valley so you Mm -hmm. could see i mean it was like that's weird it was like Think Beijing, about, yeah, China. Yeah. It was you. You couldn't see ahead of you. You'd be driving down the hill, and it's just like brown layer of yeah. smog. And they sell bottles of air in China now. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it's <laughs> fucking pulse. insane. It, it's so, you know. The of course, what we're what's going to be um, good for certain parts of the country is not going to spread through. Is not what other other states need necessarily like a big sky country in montana they don't have that problem so they're going to fight for well i don't want to you know we don't need those regulations because we don't have that problem but as soon as you so california made its own very stringent laws to 
reduce that because it was a serious problem here. Like we had smog days here where mm-hmm. you couldn't go outside in the summer. You couldn't go play your sport. You were stuck inside. It was like snow day. Right. What, were some of the re- what were some of the regulations that California put on to reduce as far smog? As, well, fuel, emissions. F- yes, a lot of emissions. So you, as far as smog tests in cars, you, the, you have to get a smog the, test you for your car. You have to get a saying? smog okay. test every year. You can't drive a car on the road. Are there if certain it regulations pass. that the companies have to have the cars to like sell the cars here? Yes, well, Cal- uh, California law is the strictest as far as autos yes. are concerned, and so all of the ca- uh, car manufacturers basically just adhere to California laws, and then that covers them in pretty much every other state. Because we're a huge market, because exactly. everybody here drives, right. and we've got a huge population in yeah. this state and so so lifting those regulations would be well, the, detrimental why the, well the vast majority of the uh the safety and uh of emission technology that has come out has come out because of california and our air got better yeah. it got way better it's also who enforces this the epa that's, uh, that's the point. Not in, in California. Well, in the federal world, yeah. Well, that's right, the right. thing. He wants to lift the EPA regulations uh, sure. everywhere else, but California still has its own. So he wants that's to nice. then go but back I'm all federally and, there, but. But and again, roll that it's, back. It's not that they necessarily are getting rid of these concepts. They are getting rid of the federal control of these things so that so states can make to their— hold, who's to hold somebody accountable for— It, it becomes a state-by-state state issue then. It's so not that, a state-by-state state issue, though, because how are you going to sell a car to California? California and, you know, Montana. And it's what we do already. We just pick, no, the, we pick the strictest state and we adhere to that but and it goes everywhere. The Paris Climate Agreement and sure. other things that are now federal. But it's that, the same as selling a car here and selling a car in Europe. You know, you got to put the steering wheel on the other side. You got to do some shit different if you're going to exactly. sell a car. But what's the problem in if we have the technology and we're innovating to the point where we won't be polluting the Air is badly. The argument is that it stops jobs. Which is positive for everybody, but innovation is Coal a job jobs. in itself. What kind of jobs? Specific jobs. Coal jobs. There's, there's that's, no, and that well, seems like it's everything now. There's it's, no it's, coal in cars. Not necessarily. No, no, no. no, no but I'm just, I'm just giving that as an example of the fossil fuel industry. It's all the fossil yeah, fuels. That's, there, that's there what is well, it's fossil fuels. It's fossil the fuel jobs. What's the problem in the fact that... More regulations could lead to less jobs. We're currently at a certain bar. So... And... Why lower that bar when we're already at that bar? To provide the the capability of people getting more jobs. So one argument to be made is something that kind of um, opened my eyes to the uh, the Prius problem. So the uh, obviously there's they make, they make the too many Priuses in California. <laughs> much, the yeah. They but all no, look the fucking same and they're stupid the, and I hate yeah, them. The, the idea is that the the <laughs> majority. The majority Thanks. of the pollution and the majority of uh, the uh, the waste and the detriment to our society actually comes from the creation of that car. So you are actually far greener to drive a 20-year-old gas guzzler than you are to go out and buy a brand new Prius because of the manufacturing that's involved in making that new car. So the argument is essentially that if you really wanted to keep things green, instead of making all these new fancy high-tech things, we would continue to use what we had previously. Yeah, that's not happening. Or we just no. reapportion what right, what, right. We, what we used to have. Exactly. Well, okay, so in any event, all I'm trying to say is that if there is... Actually, I forgot what the fuck our point was, guys. You um, a point? Yeah. <laughs> we we were gone somewhere. Hmm. I don't remember what it was. Anymore. That's a new concept. Um. So Okay, the so EPA? the EPA, oh. I, I still feel less... I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's not... It's only been around since, like, what, 80? 70. And Nixon established it. So that's so weird. I know. That is the weirdest weirdest thing ever. So once again, I mean, what's what's the advantage of, what's the disadvantage of cutting it? Well, 
It's just that, again, there's there's federal laws, not just specific. The the, dis- oh, okay, okay, the okay. disadvantage is the unknown. The, the Clean Air Act. And- yes, exactly. I was going to say the Clean Air Act was mm-hmm. in, in 70, but it's also amended in 1990, which is why we're seeing all these increases. And there's an interesting graph I was looking at, which is just U.S. air pollution over time. And it's just, you can see, like, specifically when the Clean Air Act was enacted and it's gone down, 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 down. To, like, so to if the- you deregulate, I feel like it's just going to go back up. People just Clearly, want the easy way out. Of course. So, and, and, well, yeah, so I don't see how they're like, well, if you remove the the regulation that you have to care. adhere to, that, they don't people, care about pollution. that people will do it themselves. Well, I, don't no, think- I think it goes back to your earlier point about the people in Montana not needing the same things as the people in California. So when the EPA is there, unfortunately, the people in Montana still have to adhere to the regulations that really only affect California and its weird yeah, valley it's, situation well, it's of holding the smog air, in this area. It's everybody's air. It's well, not like what you when you cross state lines, it's different. I mean, I feel like they're just not worried about that thing. I think it's bullshit. They just don't. They don't want to spend their money on it. I I mean, I agree with you, which is tough. But I I think you have to understand their point is like they just simply don't view this as a priority at all. Let me just ask you guys this general question. (laughs) I I know that's why sad. Why does why does the government have a responsibility to regulate businesses? Because that's ultimately the because argument Because of here. greed. Again, it's, it's all human nature is what she said. It's, it's just— Greed. It, yeah, human nature tends to, whatever it is, either pollute more or screw the little guy more, whatever it is. As long as you're getting a break and you and yours are, you know— Taking care living, of? Get to, yeah, living large, whatever So how it will is. it better a society by, by, by stopping those people from— Doing the, you know, essentially flourishing in a way. I mean, there's there there are the have and the has nots, and there always will be. There's a thing about amending to make more sense, but to just get rid of all together and have it be a free for all. I don't think people would generally do the right thing, other than if it's the right thing for them personally, which can screw over a lot of people. What the government should do, and and they do do this, is that they incentivize. (laughs) Do do they do? They is that one good, Sean? Is that one good? They Come do, on. They have to do um, do do win wins. So something that is good for the community is also uh, profitable, and that's the only way, honestly, to get business to do something is you give them like a tax break when they do some. When like for instance, I know we're gonna go crazy on this one. Tax credits for you know. Uh, Carbon ca- carbon taxes. Well, this is uh, also just kind of— Do you get of... rewarded for doing the right thing? It's no, just no. Like... This, this well, is a yeah, fundamental flaw uh, with our— You have to punish and reward. But our economic system, that when you when you go public with a company, your only duty, your legal responsibility duty. is to maximize profit. You have no— I know. I'm saying in... you should incentivize profit by, by also doing the right thing for the community, i.e., you know, uh, environmental concerns. Right. And there are some, you know, hippie Ben and Jerry companies out there that will actually do that. Well, it it provides jobs too. It's not like it's just... No, exactly. They're not just Ben and Jerry. If you do it and they make more money, they'll do it. We got to keep scientists and people who are innovating here. They're going elsewhere because now they're turned off by There's tons of companies in Europe that do this, by the way. Right, right. I'm I'm not just saying it's greed. I'm saying it is a fundamental flaw of the American system is that we are required to maximize profit. Mm -hmm. When that company is public, you have a a financial obligation or a legal obligation to do not, everything to maximize I know. that profit. I'm, I'm not arguing the, that. The, the, well, what I'm saying is we have to create some sort of incentive. So what incentive is there for companies to do the right thing? Well, like there is always an economic incentive, and especially with solar power and these kind of things, you can make an argument that it will be cheaper for them to invest in solar power than it is to make an oil rig. 
or something like that. Um, it's still a gamble at this point. There's a reason why uh, Elon Musk is making money. Well, kind of. <laughs> because of <laughs> well, government subsidization? He's rich. You're right. That's, <laughs> but there are totally the, win-wins out there is what the, I'm saying. The reason there are, that Tesla there are is economically, a... There are economically incentivized things that will also be good for the environment. There are economically incentivized things that will also be good for poor people. There are economically incentivized... With, with an electric car, with, with Tesla, you're, you're basically just moving where the problem is. Energy can it can either be created or destroyed. You know, we're taking it from one thing, we're putting it into something else. So that the electricity that you're getting is coming from oil plant, oil plants. It's coming from gas and coal and nuclear. Is what I'm saying. Well, we can't wind. agree on we can't agree on anything that is wind. Fucking jerking off into the wind, man. Like there is nothing wind power to actually to replace a coal plant. I'm not saying replace a coal plant, but it's it's done in smaller countries. You can't argue that. Right in a, in a country that is it needs to pay for the amount of coal they they're not they don't right. they're not producing it. We, we don't have enough land to Listen, make the wind if you farms want to, start to, talking about, to replace not, the electricity gonna, we need. I understand that coal still is an important part of power. I'm not saying that. Now, no, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying just coal. I'm saying there's nothing we can agree on other than this this well, phantom of possibly wind or possibly solar well, that aren't there yet. I disagree. I think we one. Most people would agree on nuclear power. I know you don't think so. I, oh, I, I, think, I, I am in favor of nuclear I know, power, but I, think, I don't think most people would agree on that. I don't think you understand that there's people on the left that do agree with nuclear power. Uh, Bill Maher, for instance, talks about this all the time. There's a lot of people on the left that talk about nuclear, nuclear power whales? is okay. What? Nuclear whales. And there's a lot of people on the left that don't talk about <laughs> geothermal plants. They don't talk about it. Solar is totally viable. I don't understand why that is not viable. People uh, don't. Why is that not viable? You don't. Oh, it, it's just the the cost of creating the panels versus how much electricity they put out. It is way more cost effective to use a coal powered plant right now. We don't have the, the battery. Capacity. But are you taking into account all of the problems with coal? Well, and I mean, are you taking into account all of the problems with creating a solar panel? No, I don't think there is that many. If you put them in the desert. Uh, no, no, the creating. So we still have to mine the silica. We have to mine everything that goes okay. into that. I There's, still think over long jobs. term, over long no, term, I, that I, would be but the, saving money over coal. I don't think, I see, I don't, but to put I think recently energy. solar has become at least so, less expensive than no, coal. No, yeah, solar, no, solar has become less expensive, I'm certainly. Check this. Solar has been improved over the last 20 years. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm lost. But to put money into, <laughs> so like, I understand. okay, I I know we can do this if we have to mine for silica or whatever, but to put all of your money and resources back into coal or like back in time, basically, then to just say, we're going to invest in this and we're going to basically no, no give all that. of these people jobs. The coal miners just don't want to do that. They want to go back and work in their coal mine because that's what they know. And that's, you know, who, who right. fired them, but basically. It's, it's also about the needs of the country. We need a certain amount of electricity. So yeah. we, we can't just shut down our coal plants without replacing no, them but, with something else. No, but we can also work to mm. switch over to something that's more progressive well, and we, not just the, keep going back to what we worked. Can, we can go to clean burning coal. There is clean burning technology that is much safer, much cleaner than what we are doing now. We have strip mining, so we don't even have to send miners in. We can have robots doing all of that okay, shit. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Well, who then demand, the robot who, You problem. think that these, totally. business, these businesses will not upgrade their systems and be more efficient unless... We have some sort of better that, that's what regulation I'm because right? they, they're still publicly what, held companies. They are profit yes. driven. We have to give them an incentive or motivation. But that's to what do the EPA that. was okay. trying to I'm do great. as far as auto production is to incentivize. Well, not incentivize, but to to push for people to change how they go about. You know, like basically to 
progress in technology from what they were making before and right, making but, things better instead right, of... Right, but what I'm saying is we haven't progressed yet. We, we're, we're now robbing Peter to pay Paul. Not so only instead that, the of, argument... Yeah, go ahead. Instead of filling your tank with gasoline, you're now filling your tank with coal power. You're now filling your tank with nuclear power, which is a whole other argument. But, I mean, the... the so how do you incentivize innovation? That that is the. Uh, I think it, that needs to come from. That's well, not, no, that's the not gonna that come. The argument is that the incentivization right. is already there. Exactly. The free market can allow for these yeah, things to happen. Yeah, but that's not going to happen you, unless. No, 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 no. That's, it always nothing, does. There is no unless. That's what that is the incentive. It's just like art, right? It's there will always be art created. You don't need to fund it because artists will create. You don't need. So to we would have went to the moon. Incentivized. The government didn't do anything. It's, eventually, it's yeah. totally art, possible. Art, right? Eventually, Absolutely. you're right. Yeah. Eventually. So that's what I'm saying. Artists different than science. Though. It, no, it's not. Yes. I actually don't think it is. I because really you do don't need any is. education to create some sort of art that you don't someone need might appreciate. To be a scientist. Yes, you do. You, you really you don't. don't. You do not need education. The, to science be a scientist is the education all. itself. Correct. The act of doing science, the act of following the scientific method, is its own education. How are you going to learn the scientific method without being educated? It is, that, it is that is inherent thing. in it is inherent. In just, <laughs> that is humanity. In the same way that art. Is. I don't agree. It's I don't agree. It's the problem solving process. Yeah. It honestly is. Yeah. It's just the, the scientific method is just what we call a particular thing that like it is you know, putting labels on thought ways, process. But, but art it's isn't been... creating something that's going to My... take you from one state to the other or to the moon or that doesn't to... matter. The point that's, it that's, depends on you're who you're talking about, to. That's asking, a huge difference. There is art no, is guys, aesthetic. Guys, it, it listen. My point is the incentivization is the same. You don't need there. There already is inherent incentivization in this. The government doesn't need to step in to do it. Right, so that's where the argument stands as far as uh, why would, is it necessary. Okay, you're sure that's one argument. <laughs> I'm saying I want my government to step in and do it. Why? Because I think that people can, need to be held to a standard. I think that they can why? they can be beneficial in this area because because it, it will benefit us ultimately. Yes. yes. So, so we want to become a socialist government. We want to uh, change things I, fundamentally. Yes. Want to be more socialist of a government than you. That is, I don't say a, a socialist government. I want my government to be more socialist than. You why fall. is that beneficial to the society? Because the government is a, ultimately, in my mind. Beneficial it's in many people's minds. It's making the laws. Not why always. Not always. And, but we're not self-governing. It's a reason just why I like, we're not self. No, sorry, I, I, go on. No, I was just saying. It, it's, again, this is party line stuff. This is just the reason why I like more government. Why a person like a conservative like Ben Shapiro would want like less government. I'm just asking why. What's the advantage? Not. I don't care about the party lines. I'm asking what's the what, what, what's the what advantage? Is the benefit? It depends on what you're asking about. And it could we're putting be people in charge of. Of their strengths Regulation. and weaknesses Regula instead of all of us trying to do everything ourselves as far as, you know. It just depends on the agency to me. It's just what, what whether it's I'm NASA. asking about regulation. I'm asking about regulation. What yeah. is the what is the advantage of the government stepping well, in to do those well, let's things? Well, okay, let's take 2009 then. What is the advantage if we had regulations in place and we prevented an entire economic recession? That, as far as, as okay. That's as a huge advantage. So you're banks. talking about regulation of the banks, right? I'm talking, yes, sure. They financial security. Financial regulation security in general. for the society itself. Basically, it doesn't like yes, slip into, a, into a depression. I think that's okay. a case in point there. Okay. For sure. Okay, so, our, one, so our financial institutions need regulations. Otherwise, a, 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 an economic catastrophe is more or less imminent in a free market society. Which capacity. affects everything I think else even in the, most, the country. Yeah, even the most free market person would say— okay. I'm sorry. I mean, okay, no, no, no. Even the most free market person would say— um, some regulation is needed. Okay. It's just that the amount of regulation is always argued over. That's okay. My, that's why it's kind of party lines is more or less. Okay. Um, but I think that clearly 2009 is a recent example that we, we have less. Okay, sorry. 2008 was a recent example. 2007. Technically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a recent example of 
how less equaled greed taking over and causing a recession. Okay. Human nature causing harm. Okay. So that's the responsibility in the in the economic sector. Now let's talk about environmental. The, the, what is the the responsibility in general is just the greater good of society. There we go. Yeah. To, just that fucking say it. I'm asking you guys. <laughs> break it down for me then. What the is the greater that? good? How, how is how Jesus. is the greater you know good? We have headphones on them. The greater good. Uh, the greater good. The greater no. good. And, and so this this is where we uh, where I always get into the argument about supermajority. The idea that you know currently greater good is the worst at- superhero ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want 60 votes. That's it. 66.6, please. It's your whole power. Um, Actually, I heard uh, Pendula talking about uh, the the libertarian ideal is that no law is created unless there is 100% agreement, which is impossible. That's anarchy. No, and and a small scale, that's the whole thing. So without a federal government, we can do those things. So if you're creating a community, you can create essentially a homeowner's organization. And if if you want to live in that community, you have to agree to these laws. And so if you don't want to agree to these laws, then you don't live in that community. And so that is something that is, uh, it's sort of- You don't like it, you can get out. Well, Well, then there's no need for a president or like executive, any of that shit. But how is that different? Not from socialism, but the fact that like, yeah, basically nobody's in charge. And it's that's the thing because that's, yeah. I mean because that's socialism. We we are <laughs> we are all individuals. <laughs> we are all able to make our own decisions. We don't have to adhere to the decisions of others or the decisions so of fifty one percent. We of go back to the point where we're like, this is my land well, because yeah, I say so. That, yeah, that's, that's mine. Yeah, that's the invisible exactly. hand essentially. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I have a gun. I can take what I want. So yeah. we're going. I mean, well, I mean we're not. Hopefully, that's <laughs> like a really archaic. That's the extreme <laughs> example. But then there, there is you know the concept of arbitration rather than uh, uh, adjudication. So rather than going to the court every time, you can uh, have contracts that require companies to go into arbitration, which is basically a privately paid judge that will uh, make a decision based on the contracts that are there. You can actually subvert or get around these government systems, and they are that is something that is done every day in our world. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily need to rely on these government structures for organization to exist, for us to exist as a, as a society. Well, you were, you were going to break down the, the, you were going to bring it in for a landing before, though. You said the greater good. Before no, I just wanted to yell at you yourself. for not saying the greater good, for trying to make me say the greater good. But <laughs> uh, basically, no, just the idea Well, that, I didn't, I don't know what the answer is, man. But well, <laughs> okay, I mean, the, the idea of creating any of these agencies or the idea of creating a government is basically Basically, we're trying to benefit the most people. That that's the only reason we would come together. So, it, all of these agencies, in their inclination, in, in their uh, their creation, are designed, or at least thought to be, the ideal of what it would be to help the most people or to benefit the most. So, the EPA is about you know keeping clean air for you know lots of fucking people. The uh, education system is about trying to do the most good for the most people. Obviously, they have gotten corrupted. Obviously. Those those agencies are either failing or you know not doing as well of a job as we would like them to. But that is that is the ideal of a government in general. Yeah, my I I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think that when you when you do break it down, we we always forget that the government isn't this leviathan esque entity. Of the people, it's a, by it's, the people, it really for the people. is. And so when we talk about the greater good, it's not a question of like oh we want the government to regulate us. It's just that we as a society need to agree how to regulate ourselves, and that's a problem because greed. Will 
will take over if we don't. It, it almost always does. Look at mm-hmm. look across history. It's simply the way it works. So it's not that we need government to tell us what to do. It's that we need to agree on what is the best way to run a sustainable, peaceful and profitable, profitable society for everybody, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And the reason being because it is in your best interest to agree on these situations. Because here's the problem. If we just simply say it's a free market society, whatever we do is is how it gets done. If I got something, you don't have it. Fuck off. Sorry, can't help it. If that guy's bigger than you, he's just going to fucking take it. And in your world, there's nothing to stop him from doing that. So, all right. How do we determine um, the laws that will prov- well, that will prevent that from happening. And that effectively is the beginning of what a government is. It's a group of people saying, all right, I think this is the, the smartest way for us to keep each other in check. Um, we're, the government isn't telling you what to do with your money. We are telling ourselves what we should best do with our money in order to run a sustainable society. What happens? I don't know, man. That was pretty succinct. <laughs> Sounds like you know. We always have to end with a question. Why are you such a douchebag? <laughs> My nature. Human nature. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Because the truth is, I don't know, man. Sorry, I got it. I just... I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. The greater good. Tax religion. Tax it twice. Three times even. Deep state!